0: National's health spokesperson Shane Vetti says thousands of people are leaving emergency departments early every month rather than wait wait times are under the spotlight again because a woman died in June hours after leaving Middlemore Hospital rather than face a huge wait. An independent review found the hospital's emergency department was dysfunctional, overcrowded and unsafe and only seeing half of its patients within the six-hour target. Health Minister Andrew Little said no major me- metropolitan hospitals were meeting their ED wait time targets. Well, National's Health Sp- Spokesperson Shane he has been speaking about the problems in Parliament and joins me now. Kia ora, Dr Reti. Tāna
1: Good to speak with you.
0: And you, you said uh, in the House that 5,000 people every month are leaving EDs early. Are there any areas where this is happening more than others?
1: So there are some EDs which have particular problems, and I just need to uh, say, first of all, this is no reflection on the ED staff. They work really hard. They come to work every day knowing they're understaffed. This is a shout-out to them. But what the figures show, there are some EDs that are troubled. What I see uh, at Middlemore, obviously, Uh, Mid Central has got some challenges as well. Those are the two EDs that spring to mind, but looking month on month, every ED has this challenge.
0: And your figures say that they relate to people who self-discharge. Do we have any insight as to whether they had any treatment or whether they're just looking at the big cues and leaving straight away?
1: Uh, don't have absolute evidence, but the definition is they are self-discharged, transfer, or are admitted. So can't tell uh, on discharge whether they've been triaged, which of course relates to the Middlemore case from the inquiry this week. Can't tell that. All we know is they leave. Uh, without being seen.
0: And what, you know, 5,000 every month, it's a lot. What impact could that have?
1: Oh, it's got a huge impact because I have another figure that says, because I, I thought what would be interesting to know, of those 5,000 who leave, four to 5,000 actually, how many come back in 24 hours? So they were sick enough um, to be at ED, but they just couldn't stand the waiting time, but they were still so sick they came back within 24 hours. The answer is about 10%. About 500 who can't wait, come back to ED because they're so desperately sick within 24 hours.
0: I mean, it's a very difficult uh, situation, isn't it? Because it's not just emergency departments that are the problem. It's a sort of jam-packed hospitals. So people who are in EDs can't move out into wards and then they have this sort of clogged up system. Any thoughts on what could be done now to ease things a bit?
1: Well, you're absolutely right, and that's why ED wait times are such a good measure, a snapshot of the health system, because it measures a failing primary care sector when you can't see your GP, ED, becomes your medical home, and it's a terrible place to be, your medical home. It's not where it should be, but you can't get in to see your GP. At the other end, people can't leave emergency department up to the wards because the wards full. I mean, on, on the night in question, June 15, when this tragic case happened at Middlemore, the independent reviewer said there were 94 people waiting for bed placement. They needed to be in a bed. They couldn't leave ED, 94, and the hospital was 98% full. My goodness, that's a whole ward, as the reviewer described it, waiting in ED to try and find a bed in hospital. So ED wait times are a good snapshot of how the whole system is doing, and it's clear the whole system is struggling.
0: And and the government is saying that there's been you know, a, a massive COVID year, a massive flu winter, uh, and that that has really contributed to, th- to things. I mean, do you think that's that's a fair argument, or is there more at play here?
1: Look, I think those are contributors, but I'm very wary to blame every bad behaviour and bad choice on COVID. Because if we look at that, uh, not particularly just here at the moment, but before COVID arrived, ED wait times were ballooning out. So there's parts of the system and parts of policy choices that are being made that aren't COVID. Secondly, yes, flu has been a contribution, but the statement uh, that it is the worst flu system in living memory is just not possible. ESR data shows that's not correct. So contributors... But I'm very wary to just say, oh, that's just COVID, oh, that's just flu, because there's more to that and levers the government could have pulled. And you asked well, what could be done. You know, uh, right now, tonight, the decision could be made to allow internationally qualified nurses to have a day one pathway to residency. Right now, tonight, we could refocus the ED waiting time target. It's not one of the 12 health indicators that Andrew Little announced at the end of last year. We could make it one tonight. So there are levers we could pull today that would make a difference.
0: Thanks very much for joining us tonight. That's Shane Vettie, who is National's health spokesperson.